this is Michelle from Today's Followers. This podcast is a place where people can learn who they are in Jesus Christ and their purpose in life. Each episode will help you walk on a path that leads to following Jesus Christ and to walk with other believers into a life full of joy, peace, love, and victory. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Welcome to another episode from today's followers. Today, I would like to ask you, where are you running to? Now, I'm hoping by the end of this episode, you will be able to answer that. The text that we will be using is from 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 4 through 51. Now, this is the story of David and Goliath. Many of us are probably familiar with this story, possibly from Sunday school when we were a child, or maybe others have heard the story preached from the pulpit and used in sermons throughout the years. I would like to take a look at this story in the view of who are you listening to and what are you running to? Are you listening to the people around you, or are you listening to what God is saying? Are you running away from your fears and problems, or are you running to the so-called giants in your life and slaying them with the tools that God has provided for you? Now, to explain from our text what is going on in the situation involving David and Goliath, now Goliath, his appearance, some say he stood around nine feet, nine inches tall, He was one big man. They say that his armor itself weighed over 125 pounds, and just his spear alone weighed approximately 15 pounds. Now, going in 1 Samuel 17, verse 11, we see that the lack of spiritual strength that was in the leadership of the nation during David's day, in verse 11 it does state, When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, of Goliath, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now these were the same men who ruled Israel, and they were very discouraged and fearful of the size of Goliath. It has been said that King Saul was taller than any man. We find that in 1 Samuel chapter 9 verse 2, and had a large army of well-trained soldiers following him. Yet when Goliath, the Philistine giant, began to jeer and taunt them for 40 days, both morning and night. Saul and his great army trembled and withdrew. Now, whenever the army of Israel withdrew to their tents, they sat in their tents. They looked around at their circumstances. They probably groaned and moaned and gossiped among themselves. They forgot who they were, that they served the God, the same God that delivered them from Egypt and had performed miracles, divided the Red Sea, conquered the Egyptians, set them free. The same God that provided manna and clothing and shelter for those 40 years that they were in the wilderness. But let's take a sidestep for just a moment to see a story where the tables were turned in a sense. Now, we find in Joshua in chapter 2, we see Rahab describing the two spies that were the children that were from the children of Israel. She explains the terror that the people of Jericho felt and how their hearts had become faint because they knew what the God of the children of Israel could do to them. In verse 9, 
it says, And said to the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land, that the terror of you has fallen on us, and that all the inhabitants of the land are faint-hearted because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted, neither did there remain any more courage in any one because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. Now the people of Jericho feared the children of Israel. But then, unfortunately, years later, we see how the tables have turned, unfortunately. The mindset of each group has changed. On one side, we see the minds of the children of Israel had become weaker. And on the other side, their enemies had become stronger. Now, referencing back to our original scripture, back to 1 Samuel chapter 17, in verses 14 through 26, we show a kid named David shows up. Now, he was the youngest member of his family, and David's primary role was tending to his father's sheep at Bethlehem. But David's father had sent him to the battlefront to see how his brothers were doing and to bring some food to them. Now, while David was visiting his brother, Goliath began to taunt the armies of Israel once again. King Saul was just not intimidated. He was terrified. Fear has gripped all of their hearts. When you'll give your daughter away to get rid of what's scaring you, you're in great fear. It's amazing what fear will cause people to do. In verse 26, David heard the same tauntings that everyone else heard, and he felt the same fear that everyone else felt. But David did not allow his circumstances to dictate fear worry, anxiety, and unbelief in his life. David was not going to allow the doubt, fear, discouragement, and unbelief of the armies of Israel to affect him in any way by allowing those things to come into his mind and his soul. He was not going to allow Goliath to defy the living God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Just like there are times in our lives that people or circumstances tried to dictate fear, worry, anxiety, and unbelief in our lives. We have a choice of how we are going to react and what we are going to do next. So what gave David the ability to take the stand that he took? David did not live by his circumstances, his outward feelings, or by what anyone else did or said. David lived by what he knew on the inside. David was spiritually strong on the inside. David had spent time with God, and he knew what God could do. In verses 34 through 37, in the New King James Version, it says, But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and a bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go. And the Lord be with you. Now, David knew the character of God and did not bow or compromise in the atmosphere of fear. David stands in his inward character and fights for the cause of God to prevail. 
Then in the following verses, King Saul tries to clothe David with his own armor and weapons of war. But David was not comfortable in the king's armor well enough to go into battle. So David took off the king's armor and instead took weapons which he was most familiar with. Just like David putting on King Saul's armor to go fight in war, we cannot depend on someone else's anointings or giftings to work in our own life. It is time for you to begin to know for yourself of who you are in Christ, who God is in your own life, what God's plan and dreams for your life, and to develop your own walk with God. And just like our society today is walking around in fear, wearing masks, gloves, other clothing, whatever else makes them feel safe. Yes, we have to be precautious, but we cannot allow the world to dictate what we put on in our own lives. We must trust in God and put on the things that God tells us to put on. Now in verse 40, David's beliefs and trust in God and his inner man gave him the ability to go destroy Goliath. David took his sling and he chose five smooth stones from the brook and went out to face Goliath. In verse 48 through 51, we see that David ran to go meet Goliath. He didn't just walk towards him casually. When you truly know who God is and who you are in Christ, you can run towards your enemy. You will never have to run away from your enemy or your problems. If you're facing something today and you're running from it, stop. Stop in your tracks and turn around and begin to develop your inward spirit man so you can face your Goliath that is in your life and to be victorious over that thing. How are some things that you can do to grow for yourself and to keep your inner man strong? One of the things that you can do is to read, to study, and to memorize the word of God. In Joshua 1.8, it says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Spending time reading the Bible, when you read a portion of Scripture, think of how you can apply that to your life and meditate on that portion throughout the day. If you are new to the Christian walk, one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and also the Book of Acts are some of the best places to start because they introduce you to Jesus Christ These Gospels narrate Jesus' earthly ministry, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Then after these books of the Bible, continue on in other books of the New Testament. I would also suggest reading the book of Psalms and Proverbs in the Old Testament. You can actually read through Proverbs every month because there are 31 chapters in Proverbs. So there is a chapter for each day of the month. Another thing, study the Word of God. 2 Timothy 2.15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Take portions of scriptures or a topic and study them in detail. Think of studying the Bible by topic as a big scavenger hunt. You have this one word or person or topic and you want to know what the Bible says about that. For example, love, grace, joy, peace, forgiveness, or hope. When I first became a Christian, I was learning these things. I would get my Bible, a notebook, and pen and write down all the verses from the Bible that I could find on that particular topic that I was wanting to learn about. And another thing, begin to memorize the Word of God. Start off by memorizing one Bible verse a week. 
You might write that verse on an index card and carry that index card around with you wherever you go and pull it out whenever you're stopped at a traffic light, while you're waiting for a meeting to begin, you're walking on the treadmill, or you're just sitting at home. Some scriptures to start out in memorizing would be John 3.16, John 14.6, 1 John 1.9, Romans 3.23, Romans 5.7, Romans 6.23, Romans 10.9, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Isaiah 41.10. Then as time goes on, add portions of two verses together, such as Matthew 6.33 and 34, Ephesians 2.8 and 9, 3 John 2 through 4, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Then as time goes on even further than that, begin adding portions of scriptures with many verses to memorize. For example, the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13. The whole armor of God in Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 20. The Lord is my shepherd in Psalms 23. And the love chapter in 1 Corinthians 13. It is vital that you get the word of God inside of you because it will keep you strong and it will help you fight the devil. The best example that we have is this is how Jesus resisted the devil. In Matthew 4 verses 4, 7, and 10, Jesus says, it is written. Jesus stated in verse 4, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Verse 7, Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And lastly, in verse 10, Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. In Romans 12, 2, it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what that is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Another thing that you can do to keep your inward man strong is to spend time in prayer, praying in both English or your native language and also in your spiritual language in Jude 20 and 21. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Now, in James 5, verses 16, in the Passion Translation, it says, For tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. You may not be able to start out praying for hours on end like you hear some people talk about, but you can start out small and build upon that. For example, when you are at home, set your alarm for five minutes to start out and start praying until that alarm goes off. Then, the next time you pray, add minutes to your alarm. And before you know it, you will be able to spend time in prayer and won't even have to set that alarm anymore. Another example of praying is when you are driving and you are stopped at a traffic light, start praying while you are sitting at each light. And over time, you will be able to pray even longer. Instead of just praying at the lights, you will continue on praying while you're driving around. I heard my pastor give these examples, and it really helped me whenever I hit a slump in my prayer life. I applied these examples in my own life, and now it is much easier for me to pray for longer periods of time. Another thing that we 
we can do to keep ourselves built up is to spend time in praise and worship to God. Isaiah 61 3 tells us to put on the garments of praise for the spirit of heaviness. If you're dealing with depression or you just feel down and low, turn on that praise music and allow the praises of God to go forth. Allow an atmosphere of praise to come and to lift up that heaviness off of you. And before you know it, you won't feel down anymore, but you'll have a song within your heart that will carry you through that day. Another thing that we can do to keep ourselves strong is to attend a good Bible-believing church. And you ask, how do I know if the church I'm going to is a good church? Is it dead or is it alive? Ask yourself, do they give an altar call and get people saved? Do they have opportunities to get filled with the Holy Spirit? Do they pray for the sick? Do they cast out demons? If you go to a church and it feels more like a social club or a country club, then you need to leave that church and find a church where you can be fed spiritually. If you go to a church and you walk out wanting to do the gospel, wanting to help people grow with God, wanting to build the kingdom of God, then you have found a good environment to grow in and be submissive to the leadership of that church church in and enjoy the environment that you are in. Another suggestion is to associate with the right kinds of people. Hebrews 10 verses 24 and 25 says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assemblies of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Your closest friends need to be spirit-filled believers that are living their lives to please God. Yes, you can have acquaintances that are non-believers that you spend time with, but they should not influence you in a negative way, but rather you shall be a light to them, not them be a darkness to you. It doesn't matter how big the Goliath is in your life. If your insides are right, you can handle anything. I ask you, how much time and effort have you been giving to developing your inner spirit man? You know, we have to feed our physical bodies at least two to three times a day, seven days a week, in order to stay strong and to be able to function properly. But we try to sneak in a tiny little snack on Sunday mornings that the preacher talks about in his or her message from the pulpit. Then you try to take that tiny snack and to live like a spiritual giant trying to fight the devil during the week on that little tiny snack that you received. You are not going to be too successful, and you will not have very many victories, if any, over Satan. You must develop your inner man yourself. No one can do it for you. We have to develop and condition our inner man in order to fulfill the spiritual duties of the times that we are currently in. That's the only way we can defeat the giants that will come to intimidate and oppose us as we step out in faith to obey the call of God on our lives. It's time to develop your inner man so you can believe and live in what God wrote in the Bible. Having a strong inner man is a must for these survival times in these days that we live in. So let's take a moment and let's pray and ask God to help us and to lead us. Father God, I ask, Lord, that right now that you will give us the guidance and the knowledge and lead us to study your word and give us the strength to pray and to sing praises to you, God, and to put on the whole armor of God that you have provided for us. And Lord, I pray that you will give us direction to find a good church home where we can be fed spiritually and be taught how to live a victorious life. And I ask, Father, that you will bring new friends into our lives and to remove any old friends that need to be removed. And that that these new friends will help us to walk in life together so that we may be, all may be part of that strong army of God in these last times for you, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Now, if you would like to pray and you've never received Jesus as your Savior, I want to give you an opportunity today to ask Jesus to be Lord of your life. Just say this simple prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart and forgive me of my sins. I confess my sins before you today. I confess Jesus as Lord of my life. I ask that you will cleanse me of all my sins with your precious blood. Thank you for saving me. I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus died on the cross, was buried, and rose from the dead. I am saved. I thank you, God, that you have now written my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I pray this prayer to my Father God in the name of Jesus. Amen. I hope you have enjoyed this episode today and the tools that were given today. I hope and pray that they will help you to become stronger and to remain strong in your walk with God. Until next time, be blessed.